0: All righty. Thank you all for joining my podcast. I am so excited because I have my first guest speaker. And today we are going to be discussing how we can embrace our femininity as well as regaining our identities after losing it. So I'm going to let my guest introduce herself.
1: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. So um, my name is Gabrielle Gabrielle Pickens. I am a. US. Navy veteran and entrepreneur. Um, my primary gig is PR, so I'm a publicist here in San Diego. Um, I got out of the military in 2019 and as we talked about before, you know found it very interesting um, the transition not only of getting out but to regaining my identity as a woman. Um, outside of the uniform and so I'm happy to be here to talk about all of that good stuff Um, and thank you so much for inviting me
0: awesome I am so happy to have my fellow veteran here with me in my space so this is really cool right now I believe me and Gabrielle met through a military group on Facebook
1: I believe so
0: I believe it might have been the black female enlisted group Mm -hmm. Yes, so that is where we officially met. Um, I believe she posted a story about when, it was about her hair story. And as you all know, I have my own journey um, from going from relaxed to free natural to locks and while still serving in uniform. And if you guys don't know about that story, please check out my very first podcast episode because I talk all about that so that is how me and Gabrielle was able to connect previously I had featured Gabrielle as a blog on my blog but once I turned my blog into a podcast I wanted to definitely have her on as a guest if you guys are interested in reading that blog it is still on my website so you would go on my website and you would click on the military tab and her story is posted there so we're just gonna get right into things so how do you think being in the military calls you to lose your identity or lose your femininity
1: I mean from the moment you walk in it is there the whole premise is to strip you of who you are what you look like, how you speak, how you think, and, you know, for me, I'm, I'm from Chicago. I am a big city girl. I have a, you know, gregarious personality. I am, you know, loud. I am free. I am me, and I actually went to boot camp with a full picked out afro, not a good idea, I found out. And so literally within 72 hours, my hair was cut off um, and it was devastating. I felt ugly. I felt, you know, like um, a guy or something. I felt like my crown, my defined, cause you know, I prepped my hair. Like that was, I took time to do my hair in, in an Afro and it was taken away from me and it was a huge blow to my confidence it took me you know a few weeks um or you you know within the confines of the military it took me quite some time in my opinion to really just start to um regain any sense of confidence or beauty you know it, it it Thankfully, after that first, I say week or so, where there's some sort of sense of normalcy kicked in and, you know, we're able to chat and we're able to, you know, hang out in the, in the, um, the compartments and get to know our shipmates, you know, all the black girls would hover around, we would do each other's hair and all of that. So that, that was the start of me saying, okay, Yes, they cut your hair off, but it's okay. You you know, you can have braids, you can add a little swoop to your edges, a little minimum swoop, nothing too crazy, but you know, you're still you, you know, you're with regardless of your physical appearance, you're still the same person, right? And so um, that was kind of the beginning of it for me. But then you add the uniform, you add the baggy pants, you add the baggy shirt, I'm very thin. And so that swallowed me up. Um, you add the boots, you add the yes, sir, no. So the language, the new language that you're using, everything from in to out um, really takes a toll on you if you are not aware of the changes that are being that are taking place. Um, and then beyond that, getting to my first duty station, it was a ship, it was a huge, you know, it was a destroyer, but it was big to me, you know, it was this big chunk of steel with all of these stinky men and all of these, um, everybody's Russian and everybody has something to do and there is no time to really um, just soak it all in. And so after a while, you just hop right in because you don't want to be an outsider and you hop in and now you are a part of this system um, and you don't even kind of remember who you are anymore. Um, you start speaking the language, you start to even ostracize and criticize people who aren't um, because you don't wanna be on, on the chopping block. Um, and so, yeah, for me, uh, and again, you know, I think it has a lot to do with me being from Chicago I am assertive, like I don't have a problem, you know, leading or assuming a position. And so, you know, it is, it, for me, that was rewarded. So I did, I did more of it. So I was super, you know, I really, you know, put on that military aggression that they all loved and I got awarded for it. I got, I got a NAM six months while well, six months being on board because of the work that I did for NSERV. You know, I was rewarded. I got blue jacket of the quarter within the first nine months I was on board. And I was really, really being rewarded for um, what I realized was my transition from not being as feminine and not as girly into not necessarily being masculine because I am still a woman, but adapting these male kind of characteristics. And, you know, that's kind of how it was for me which made it so difficult to, um, you know, just kind of re-energize my femininity, you know? Um, Wearing makeup again. Well, I always wore makeup, but I I realized I kind of stopped doing it at work. Um, It was just before the weekend or just after work, right? Um, Especially, you know, lipstick, you know, and I have pretty voluptuous lips. I love a good lipstick. Um, and so for me, you know, it was just like, well, how do I, how can I wear my hair? How can I, it was just so many, so many changes, uh, that I went through, um, and it all started with my hair. Okay. So we just getting
0: right into things. (laughs) So as you were talking, it was a few things that you were saying, and I definitely was resonating with it. So one of the things was. Very early on in my career, I was still interested in doing, like, the makeup and things in uniform, but all the time I would get called out because they would say, oh, that doesn't complement with your skin because they're going off of, like, these standard terms that they have in the regulations. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, what does that really mean, complement? Like, what, you know, what, because, quite frankly, we can wear red lipstick. We don't have to be red, Mm -hmm. like an actual red tone to wear red lipstick and it doesn't compliment me. You know what I'm saying? Or it doesn't compliment you or it doesn't compliment your skin tone. I could definitely wear red lipstick and it looks very complimentary. And so after some time of always coming to drill weekend and constantly being told, oh, your makeup doesn't match how you're looking or your hair is this or that, I just remember getting frustrated and not even wanting to do my makeup anymore. Now, recently, I hear that they are about to change some of the wording that was put in that regulation. Um, Some of the words, because they kind of feel like it kind of causes a bias. Yeah. So they're taking and they're changing some of the language in that. But. Um, I definitely remember just kind of being forced to not want to make yourself look, yeah. you know, feminine while wearing the uniform. Um, yeah. Even with the whole thing with the hair, like, you know, you want to make your hair look a certain way and they're like, no, it got to look like this. And you have a whole different type of texture and it doesn't really go with what the regulation says because I have a t- whole different total texture. Uh, what type of hair I have like I just can't make it just fit into this little bubble that they tried to create uh, one other thing that you mentioned about being like loud so for some time because I'm a woman um, I felt like being loud was not like a good thing and I'm very fiery I'm airy, sun. so I'm very loud and then over time I kind of took that person inside of me and I became like a quiet person, but then when people get to know me, they're like, oh, she really is loud. Like she really has, she's really small, but she has this really big personality. And I was hiding that because I felt like that is not something that, you know, was complimentary with the job and um, the career choice. It just, I just felt like it didn't fit. So here it is, I can be loud, I can't be natural. I can't wear makeup, so here it is, slowly, 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 things are just, you know, it's kind of like layers of myself, are just constantly being peeled off, constantly being peeled off, and I am happy that I'm coming back into a place where I am regaining that, I go out of the way to get every single uniform item that's like feminine, like with the NSU uniform, it comes with a skirt, so I I bought the skirt, and they just came out with another little flat shoe, and so instead of wearing the the same shoe that the men wear, I go wear the Barbie doll shoes and wear stockings with it, you know? So just so I can still have a piece of that, even at work. So in the blog that I posted for you, you had put a story in there and it was about your hair and you kind of went into some details. So do you mind telling us about that story of what happened? Yeah, so
1: I wrote, uh, My Hair is Too Nappy for the Navy. Um, And I wrote a follow-up story um, for um, really just highlighting the evolution of the Afro um, and really talking about the political statement that the Afro is um, and the transition from how powerful an image the Afro was to now women you know, wearing weaves and wigs and hair straightened and how we have completely, almost completely transcend- transitioned from the, um, the statement that the Afro was to now. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to you know, n- not be as biased about it because I am natural as well. Um, I like to wear wigs, obviously, um, to protect my hair. And I think that that's a part of the conversation. It's not always about women trying to be white or black women uh, trying to be white or trying to be somebody that they're not. It can be as simple as convenience. Um, And it can be as simple as wanting to switch it up a little bit, you know, just for a trip or whatever the case may be. It's not necessarily trying to uh, hide our natural texture, however, that is still a reason why people don't choose to wear their natural hair because they have been conditioned to believe that it's ugly, conditioned to believe that it's not good enough, conditioned to believe that it is not the the standard, but that is furthest thing from the truth. But in order for that message to transcend and permeate throughout pop culture, we have to believe it first. We have to unlearn the the um, the uh, systemic racism that has infiltrated the beauty industry. You know, mm-hmm. from creams to make your skin lighter to fat shaming people to mm-hmm. you know wear, to wearing hair. It you know, at the end of the day, we have to recognize that beauty has been created by the majority, which is white people. The standard of beauty has been created by white people because they are the majority. And until we understand that and we until we stop trying to achieve this man-made white standard of beauty, only then will we be able to accept our beauty, our color, our melanin our texture our hair our body types right our curves it's always cool to have an ass unless you're black and now it's like it's too much you got too much ass it's like what but people are (laughs) you paying to get ass yes it's insane to me it really is crazy to me um you know, so it's it's the, the paper, the story that I wrote was about my own personal experience. One very particular experience, to be honest, um, it was a night on base. We were about to go back to the ship um, for we had to uh, we were we had to muster at 2200 for an early, early, early day. And I had my natural hair. Now I was uncomfortable. Because I didn't really know how to style my hair at that point. I didn't really know kind of how to manipulate my natural hair. Um, but I made a decision and said, fuck it. Like, I, this is this is it. This is, where, this is where I'm at. And uh, I walked up to a group of guys who, you know, a few shipmates of mine. And one of them went out of their way to point out, like, what's wrong with your hair? Or, you know, I mean, t- completely made me feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. Um, And so much so that I never forgot it. Um, And it stuck with me, that moment stuck with me. Not only are you embarrassing me, but you are a black man. It's like, dude, really? Like your mother has hair like mine, probably. Eight, Mm -hmm. nine, 10%, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that you went out of your way to make me the butt of your joke um, because of my hair, it was it was it made me so uncomfortable Um, and I I shrugged it off. I probably said something back to him. But, you know, that incident really stuck with me. Um, And I had a few incidents in boot camp where my hair wasn't really doing what I needed to do and felt embarrassed about because the RDC said something. Also, or while I was on the ship, not being able to manipulate my hair, especially because there's no hair products on the ship for Black girls, none. My hair is a part of me, right? And when you criticize people based on their physical appearance, whether it be their hair, their weight, the color of their skin, their teeth, whatever the case may be, we really have to be cognizant of how that affects the other person. Um, and I wrote uh, Your hair is Too Nappy for the Navy and the subsequent blog just to express what I know that so many African-American women deal with in the Navy, especially, you know, talking about Uh, all of these regulations. Where are these regulations stemming from? From the majority, from the beauty standards of the majority. That is not, it it doesn't fit me. And so there needs to be new standards to accommodate the vast differences of the women that make up the the military. Not like, this is not the standard and now everybody has to do what white girls hair do. That ain't, that doesn't work out you know, and so I commend the military for finally opening their eyes and, you know, really being able to understand that this is 2021. This is the 21st century, right? We need to keep up with the world or, or everybody is going to leave and you are going to have to start drafting people again because it's not going to be enough um, people to join. So that's where that story came from.
0: I agree with that. Um, I've definitely had my own experiences with dealing with the hair and it's always seeming like it's somebody that looks like us that has the first first person to say something, first person to complain. I'm like, listen, I had a situation recently with my locks. Now, my locks are flourishing just the way they should. But at one point, the back, is passing the collar, but the middle and the front is trying to catch up because my hair is in layers. Mm -hmm. Two months ago, now, right now I can put it in the ponytail and that's a new regulation, which is good. You can put your hair in ponytail other than just the bun. But just two months ago, I wasn't able to put it up in ponytail without, it was still looking kind of crazy. I would've been looking like a whole roster woman coming in here. So I opted to just put them in two strands Cause you know, when you two strand, your hair looks shorter than what it really is. And somebody took, somebody decided they wanted to go out of their way to go and dry snitch. Even after I told them and explained to them what my hair is doing, that just wasn't enough. They had to go and dry snitch to somebody that doesn't even look like me nor has my type of hair and was male to try to tell them, Hey, her hair is not a regulation. Like, Oh, go, go tell him so he can check her. Well, nobody checked me, honey, because I still didn't put my hair up until it was time to put my hair up. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing I do want to ask you personally, so this is more of a personal question. It's not a textbook definition. It's not (laughs) Webster's definition. But what is Gabrielle's definition of femininity and how did you
1: regain that? Well, um, I think, you know, women have natural tendencies to do things, um, nurture, care, uh, feel, tune in, awareness, um, console, I feel like we have these natural pools to the earth, in my opinion. Um, And I think it is up to, I think that is what femininity is beyond the makeup, beyond the hair, beyond how big your booty is, tits, hips, beyond the physical. Um, I think it is a spiritual essence that should be honed i'm not saying cook clean wash the clothes that that ain't that's not my definition of womanhood or femininity hire a, a a maid and a chef and a laundry service to help you with all of those things i'm not talking about domestic stuff i'm talking about an inner innate pull to uh nurture to touch to um to care right um to this intuition this intuition this intuitiveness that in my opinion men don't really it's not their strong suit um and i think for me yoga meditation Really getting into meditation for sure easily brought me back just to myself, not even to these labels of femininity or womanhood or just to this human person, this inner voice um, and, you know, really being able to learn how to drown out everybody else's opinions and expectations and really just hone in on what I want to do, who I want to be. Um, and how I want to show up in the world and uh, what I want to say, what I want to do with my life, what I want to how I want to live, you know, what do I want my house to look like? You know, those are the things that that, um, I'm able to do because I take the time to just be quiet. Um, And so most definitely meditation um, has really helped me um, just tune in to myself, and by osmosis, by default, uplift those vibrations of femininity, and you know my personal definition of that, and my uh, personal expression of that. Um, when I'm when I'm clear and I'm feeling good, it, of course I want to dress up, right? But when you are cluttered, when you don't have that mental clarity, when you you know, uh, letting the everyday, you know, gripes and pains of the world, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, to infiltrate. It's hard, it's hard to get out of bed. It's hard to, you know, feel as even that you are, uh, that you even deserve to look pretty. That you even deserve to you know smell good and 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 take care of yourself and and, and maintain yourself it, it's hard to do that when you are depressed or confused or cluttered or mentally fatigued and so um, me putting my mental health first me putting my body first doing yoga um tuning into my body right every ache every nook and cranny. I know what's going on around here because I pay attention to those types of things. You know, um, the things that I eat, you know, not just putting everything in my mouth. Yeah, I like donuts. Believe me, I do. But, But, you know, like paying attention to what you eat, what you put into your body. This is all we are, this is all connected here. And when you really start to realize that, you'll take more walks. You know, you'll turn your phone off a little more. You'll turn off the TV. You'll just sit here. You know, you'll look at your partner in a different way and just appreciate the fact that this human is just here dealing with your shit, for one. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, you know, that was, that is, that is, um, and I would like to say, actually, I curse a lot, right? And for a while, I thought that that was um, not, Woman like womanly, um, and that is because society says women should be dainty and not curse and not be loud, which is why you felt like you needed to suppress who you really are. Same for me, um, but that is not. I don't. I don't care, right? So, <laughs> I am who I am, and you know what. Um, it is such a, it is such a, um, it is not honorable to walk around suppressing who you really are to appease other people that have their own issues. I am who I am. And I am successful because of who I am, not because of who I'm not, not because I'm suppressing myself, not because, you know, I make other people feel comfortable, not because I turned down my intelligence, definitely not that. I worked really hard to be as smart as I am. And so I'm going to let the people know. Um, and, you know, I, I just, women are, we're under so much pressure to be something that we don't want to be. not anymore, you know, Um, a career woman being looked down upon because she waited to have kids or she don't want any kids or she's the rich auntie, you know, it's okay. And I think that, you know, as a woman, no matter how rough and tough you are, or no matter how dainty and beautiful and damsel in distress you are, whichever spectrum of the wherever you are on that spectrum that's okay that's a woman that's it you know and I think that it's up to us to continue to challenge these stereotypes to continue to challenge these beliefs of the patriarchy of various men of women who have been brainwashed into believing that they need to be somebody that they're not um and yeah so that's that is my definition of femininity tuning into yourself tuning into your your space your body this is your home this is all you got you're not going to get another one. you might be reincarnated as a bird or some shit but you, this is it for now <laughs> you need to take care of it you know um Go to the spa, take that, do, get that facial, ride that bike, take that hike, <laughs> right? do the things that you want to do for yourself and don't feel guilty about it, you know? Um, so yes, that is the answer to your question. Awesome. And she also stated
0: how she regained it by doing yoga and meditation and just tuning into herself. So I was going to say to give a tip, but you were kind of already going into that. So I was like, okay, she's kind of already saying what I was going to ask. But I'm going to ask this question. If you could describe Gabrielle while in the military versus Gabrielle when you got out of the military, like one word describing both, what would you say those words would be? So if you... Said this is who I. One word to say who you were while you were in, and one word to say while you, when while you have transitioned
1: out. Mm, that's a really great question. Um, let's see.
0: And I, even if it's more than one word, that's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the person that I was while I was in the military is. Oh man, so many. Um, I'm gonna give you like two. Mm -hmm. I would say overcompensating
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, and unsure. And now I am intuitive and free. I mm. yeah.
0: I like those. (laughs) Those are two good ones. Those are awesome. That is so great. Well, I really appreciate having my sister here on my podcast, but I want you guys to continue to connect with her. So she is going to let you know where you can contact her so she's gonna let you know her social medias her website anything that she wants to share with you she's going to give that information at this time
1: yeah so first of all i just want to say thank you for um those questions super insightful um you know definitely um i hope the people enjoy this conversation because i definitely enjoy being here um but to Find out more about me um, and things that I've done. You can always Google because she's <laughs> on Google. Um, but uh, Gabrielle Pickens.com is my business website. You're free to um, book me if you guys need PR help. Um, and also uh, at underscore mindful military, which is the brand that I started um, to continue these types of conversations. So to have... Um, Black female veterans, past, present, and future, really start to engage in meaningful discourse about what it means to live a richer, fuller, um, more fulfilling life. Um, you know, we specifically talk about wellness and meditation and mindfulness and um, yoga and financial wellness and really just trying to bridge the gap between this billion dollar wellness industry um and the people who need the most black women so uh i'm oh, great yes yeah, i'm <laughs> grateful for this opportunity thank you so 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 much um i had a blast mm-hmm.
0: Thank you all for listening to my podcast on embracing femininity. I also want to thank my guests again for joining me. Um, she is so awesome. Before I close out this episode, I did want to leave you all with some tips on how you can embrace your femininity. I found myself embarking on this new journey of discovering my femininity because for some years I had been a woman operating in my masculine energy unconsciously. And what I mean by unconsciously is I did not realize that I was doing it until somebody pointed it out to me And until I got into a committed relationship, which is my marriage. And I didn't realize it until I started on my new spiritual journey. So I have actively been finding ways on how I can embrace my femininity. I wanted to share those tips with you all that... In hopes if someone else is listening to this and they are trying to find ways how to tap into their divine feminine then this can help them I started with learning Even though something that is already ingrained in me, I felt that I needed to relearn how to be feminine. So I watched videos on YouTube. I read books and I listened to my elders. So that was my starting point. After I listened and I got myself educated, I embrace my creativity. As you all know, I am a writer. I embrace my poetry. I embrace writing through journaling and getting in tune with the novels and the books that I am going to be selling to my audience. I started wearing makeup again. I had stopped wearing makeup. At one point I was really into makeup and then I got out of it. Some of the reasons because I was working on clearing up my skin and the other reason was because I kind of got sucked into society's standards of what they feel is beautiful and what it's not. And I felt that if you wear makeup, you can't think that you're beautiful. But I realized that makeup is just an enhancement. It's just like wearing a, re- a really cute necklace or a really cute pair of earrings. It enhances your beauty, but it's not the all in and be all. So it's okay if you wanna wear some makeup rather you want to wear it every day or if you want to just wear it on the weekends or if you decide to not wear it at all. But I made a conscious decision to start back wearing makeup because I felt like I don't have to give something up because someone else doesn't like it or someone else does not approve of it. I also started cooking more at home. I started making more meals for myself. I began to love my body more. I began to thank my body. I started to do what they call mirror work. So like moving and dancing in the mirror and looking at my body. I immerse myself in nature. Sometimes I like being that inner kid that's inside of me. And one of the things I really liked doing growing up was I liked it being in the dirt. I liked it putting my hands in the dirt. I liked it walking barefoot. So I find myself doing those things again. I send a lot of love to Mother Earth. I do my best to take care of the Earth. I allow myself to feel my feelings. I don't try to feel guarded or feel the need to hide my feelings. If I wanna cry, I cry. If I want to be happy, I be happy. If I wanna be sad, I be sad. But I just allow myself to feel I nourish my body with what I put inside of my body and what I put on my body. So I try to eat as healthy as possible, and I try to use all natural products on my body. Because it's all about what you're putting inside and outside of your body. I have self care days. I have days where I just focus on myself and no one else. I embrace being sensual, which can come off as sexual for some people, but it's not. It's totally different. And another way to embrace. Femininity is just to be still and to be slow not always in a rush learning how to take my time so those are all the ways that I am embracing my femininity I am definitely thinking about making this a live podcast where We will get on Zoom and we will talk about femininity. Men are definitely welcome to join. We would love to have you all in on this conversation. Continue to support me, continue to support my podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. You can listen through my website, which is www.foxyspeaks.com. Please do not forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foxy Speaks. Please share the podcast, let people know about the podcast, share it on your Instagram. On your Instagram and Twitters and Facebook pages. And of course, you can donate to the podcast through anchor.fm or Cash App Me to donate and support my podcast. The podcast will always be free for you all to listen, but it does cost me time to put together these episodes. So please bless me to bless you all. And until next time, stay beautiful, stay black, stay proud, and embrace your femininity.